Welcome to the Man Cave. It is the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except their first names. I'm Mandy hmm. Fabian. And I'm Mandy Kaplan. And each week we argue and debate and test the limits of our friendship while we discuss usually movies and TV, yep. but we have pivoted to podcasts and books and comedy concerts. Oh my. <laughs> Grab a couch. Let's get to it. Cut this shit. Just want to reiterate to all the people out there listening, we really do need like an English major or someone who reads to let us know what is correct. Is it our first? Yeah, I don't have an English teacher in my life. No, I, oh, oh my God, I just met one. I met one in Dayton, Ohio, and she would totally know the answer and she will tell me. So please ask her and what a, what an unsmooth or unsubtle transition, like in Dayton, Ohio, at the screening of my film, Just Plus None, <laughs> soon available oh. on a streamer near you. Hello, what? Dayton. Oh. Yeah. So how was it? It was great. It was great. We had Good. a packed house. And boy, it's so great. funny. I will tell you what's interesting about this, about watching it in these different cities is like, there's a, a little montage in the movie that has to do with an outdoor toilet, Right. You, do you remember that piece? It's like a, and it says, uh, your poop feeds the earth or something like that, right? You'd right. think I would know since I wrote the film and have seen it 150 times, but your poop right. feeds the earth. And in Tampa, oh my God, they thought that was the funniest thing. The idea of pooping in a box and your poop going into the ground, like they were laughing and knee slapping and like it was the best part of the movie for them. In Seattle, crickets. Apparently in Seattle, yeah, of course we go to the woods and of course right. we poop in a box and of course it feeds right. the earth. They didn't get the irony of that at all. No, they, they don't carry purses. They carry little compost <laughs> pouches with them at all times. I yeah. nearly had a panic attack when I landed in Seattle because I was like, oh, I did not bring enough plaid. This is, <laughs> I this isn't good. Um, I mean, I managed. I was unaware of the plaid trend. Okay. More like flannel. But but pl- oh, I see. plenty of it is plaid. Yeah. Okay. Like Nirvana Starbucks grunge from the 90s. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. But they're really nice. Everybody in Seattle's very happy, which I think is interesting because it rains a lot there. Could you ever live right. in a place like Seattle? Like where it's... I love Seattle. Really? I love it. I've only been once and I love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Oh. I, I think I could live there. I think you could too. It's a cool place. If you can yeah. deal with the rain though. Do you have the seasonal affective thing? I do not. Oh, interesting. See, I like a good rainy day too, but I get way more emotional when it rains. Oh, sure. Do you have that? Like you? Well, that's what it. I, I, I don't know hmm. because we live in Los Angeles. That's a good point. Yeah, and I'm like an. I'm just ice in my heart. <laughs> um, I'm numb to emotion. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's accurate, right? Yeah. You were very, oh, even though I cried last week about. Ellen on The Bachelor you on our podcast. Did. Whatever, whatever, it's fine. You yeah. did, but you're very into that. You 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 love those reality shows. I do have a. Um, I need to make a disclaimer. I think I was inappropriate last week. Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, here's what I think. I'm a little concerned that uh, I was judging. I said these women were trying to act like like forty and fifty year olds, and I think I was being ageist. To tell you the truth. 
I think I was sort of looking at these older women and going, they would not lap dance. They would not be, do the dumb cheer. They would not say these things and dress like that and be like that. And I apologize because I don't know these women. The truth is they might actually be like this and not putting on a show at all. They might've gotten cast for the show because they're so wild and funny and they do weird things and they're well they wanted to go on tv yeah to find a man yeah so yeah. right away they're not yeah shy so yeah i think maybe I-, I was being an asshole and these ladies might actually just be living out loud and it's you know while the show is very fabricated i think it was unfair of me to say oh they're trying to act like something they're not because maybe they are like this you know i'm so glad you want to talk about the golden bath oh, because boy. oh god I have updates for you. You were not only judgy and miserable, but prescient. Because on this third episode, Kathy and Susan are basically a couple. Kathy was like, if this doesn't work out with Gary, I want to be with Susan. And you had said that on the podcast. Is Susan the one that cooks the Italian food? Yeah. Oh, my God. They make Caftan and and mules. Caftan and... Right? Oh my God. Which one would you be? If we were going to be Kathy and Susan, which one would you be? I think I would be Susan. I I mean, I love to cook. She's like a showgirl. She's just so, I I think that would be me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll take Um, Kathy. Also, what? Okay. But now, now that I said that, here are my updates. Okay. So Kathy's a shit stirrer. And (gasps) remember little crazy eyes Teresa, who was like, we have such a deep connection and I love him. So Teresa was talking to Kathy saying, I was just, I felt so connected. And now I feel jealous that he's out with another woman. And it's weird. And I'm so, we're just so connected. Our date was amazing. And Kathy went back to the camera and was like, Teresa knows what she's saying. She's trying to hurt everybody's feelings. She's trying to brag. She's awful and backhanded. And then Kathy cried to Gary. What? So he gave her a pity rose. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, it was action packed. <clears throat> She sobbed to Gary, oh. and he's like, "What's going on?" She's like, "There's, there's a woman in the house who's trying to hurt my feelings and being oh. cruel." Oh. So then Kathy told Teresa, "Hey, you were bragging." Teresa said, "I'm terribly, terribly sorry. I never uh, meant to hurt your feelings or be insensitive. Uh, I'm so sorry." And Teresa started to cry. Uh oh. And I thought, well, good. She's not like, "Screw you, Kathy." Right? Teresa's like, "I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to do that." Kathy won't let it go. She's like, you are manipulative and you need to go. And Kathy's attacking Teresa like a big old shit stirring bully, classic character oh, of The Bachelor. God damn it. I am a Kathy. Shit. <laughs> I am going to be Kathy. God damn it. Oh, well, that yep. sounds action packed. I mean, action packed. It's, I'm telling you, it, well, Edith went home, first of all, which, saddens me greatly. Edith was the beautiful one with the white hair. Oh, they just never featured yeah. her, so we knew she was going to go. Yeah, I knew she was um, eye candy, but not much more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had a magical date with Ellen. And he said yeah. at the beginning of the date, mm-hmm. I love Ellen's personality. Yep. She's wonderful, and I feel really close to her. Okay. I don't know if I'm attracted to her. Oh, he So this said date that. is to figure that out. Oh, mm-hmm. so what did they do? Did he finger her? And then by the end of the date, or? they were made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, he... Gave her a pearl necklace right between, he 
He put it between her breasts. Yeah. And he moved around rapidly and pearl necklace. Yeah. See how I'm not judging? I mean, I'm, I'm not... watching on Hulu, not on network. So yeah. probably I'm seeing a different version. Yeah, there's definitely more there. Yeah, yeah. And see how I'm not judging? I'm like, yeah. obviously, I'm not going to judge whether Ellen is the kind of gal who begs for a pearl necklace on her first TV date. You know, that's up to them. You know you're into it. You know you're going to want an, a weekly update and I'm going to provide it. I'm going to be honest. Even if I have to strap you down no. and drug you. You know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, like sexually, sometimes you're like, ooh, I don't know if I want anybody to shit on my chest, but I think I might want to watch somebody else shit on somebody else's chest. So I think that I am into watching you watching The ba- the Golden Bachelor. Yes. Okay. That's all I could ever want because yeah. it puts more attention on me. Yeah. Yeah. Which I adore. Yeah. Okay. You deserve all the attention. You just made me so happy. (laughs) So I will allow this. I will let you talk about this as much as you want. Thank you. Um, Just like you let me. That was a lot of shitting in the episode today, but this is par for the course. This is kind of, you know, yeah, I know what you're going to say, right? (laughs) That our podcast always has shitting in it. (laughs) Yes, but... Um, no, I was going to say it It feels like we're in a good zone to talk about. Oh, yes. Chelsea Handler. A thousand percent. Who is, she talks, she goes there. It is. She talks about all of it. I think we have been inspired. I think we have been infused with the spirit of Chelsea Handler today. We went and saw her do her comedy tour, Little Big Bitch, uh, at the Pantages Theater in Los Angeles, California, October 12th. And... It was, it did not disappoint. I still had my little chest no. cold thing. So I had this really weird experience of sitting there the whole time trying not to laugh because I, if I started to laugh, it would make me cough. And so I mm. was, that's mm-hmm. why I was being maybe a little quiet, but I was slapping my knee a whole and lot. You didn't have any trouble for the open act, did you? <laughs> um, did I? La- not good. Well, yeah, I, I thought she was funnier than you did. I liked her. Mm. And then... <laughs> What was her name? Surprise. Something Gonzalez. I don't remember. I, 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 do we say her name? I, I just said something mean. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It might have been Vanessa, Vanessa Gonzalez. I don't know. It might have been. <laughs> uh, and then we thought they were bringing out Chelsea and they yep. said fresh off her comedy special yep. on HBO yep. and her long running series and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ooh, here yeah, she comes, like, Chelsea yeah, Handler. It's... Oh, I thought you were going to say Patricia Heaton. Oh. <laughs> No, it was Sarah Silverman. It was Sarah Which was so exciting. Secret guest came out, tried some new material on us. She was basically in her pajamas. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yep. Hadn't brushed her hair. She was just very relaxed and like, thanks for letting me try out some new stuff on you. And I was thrilled. I felt like I was in a secret club. She brings a spiral notebook and she looks at it to try to see what bits she wants to work on. She had some strange Mm -hmm. thing about a mouse. Right? Or is a mouse or a bug, a little bug in her bathroom? Ants. Ants in her Flies bathroom. Flies and ants. Yeah. 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 Um, which was, I thought it was crazy that she came out because I had just, we had just had the conversation that I saw mm-hmm. Sarah Silverman at a benefit performance and I had been a huge fan of hers. And then she was super lazy. She seemed like really high and kind of was looking at her pages and not and doing bits that weren't going anywhere and we had paid money for a benefit and i was like so that felt unprofessional and then she came out and she had another another notebook but she was funny yeah she was funny and it's better when it's like hey i have a notebook i'm trying out some new stuff yes that's like okay cool thank you for sharing but being at a benefit where she's supposed to be the headliner that's not okay yeah 
also think, and, though, come on, what would, would you do if somebody brought their lyrics on stage for miscast? It depends. You know what I, mean? I would prefer it for some people. <laughs> <laughs> and and they listen to our podcast and they know they who know, I'm referring they know, to. I think I know who you're talking about. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so then Sarah Silverman, really mellow. Opening act. Yep. So I was in a place of feeling like, what is Chelsea Handler bringing? Are, is she going to come out with an opa mm-hmm. and be pretty mellow? Mm-hmm. And my oh my. Oh, wow. She came out dancing and jumping and infused the audience with pure joy, pure excitement. She was absolutely, I keep using the word delightful and, I, and I'm annoyed by it, but she was. Yes, she was. Not deadpan. Nope. Not angry, just like a child on Christmas morning jumping up and down for toys. She was, and I instantly was swept away by her. Me too. I was, she's so enthusiastic. She has that real driving delivery. You know, she does her Chelsea thing. She has great material. Oh my God. And she is not Mm. afraid to talk about Mm -hmm. anything in this completely Mm. honest Mm -hmm. and kind of dangerous way. She goes to topics that you're going, oh oh my God. Oh oh my God. Is she going to? Right. She's going to talk about that. Oh, She's my God. She's going to name people. Yes. She's going to really go there. Oh, yes. my God. She was, I agree with you. And, you know, I didn't really know much about her. I knew she had the Chelsea lately, and I knew people thought she was funny, but I never read her books. I never followed her. Not not out of a, ew, I don't like her, but just I just never did it, which is really weird because she's a very popular female comedian. Um, right. Uh, but I oh, actually, you know, I think... <laughs> That's funny, especially because actually a gal I think who was on her show was like the ex-girlfriend of a guy that I dated. Do you okay? Do you remember that? I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, yes, uh huh. Yeah, she's making yep. the, like oh. curly hair. She doesn't listen to this podcast. Curly hair, and she doesn't. She well. no longer dates him anyway. But it was mm-hmm. a big. I met this woman as a bartender. I knew she was dating my ex, and I was like, "Yay, hi, nice to meet you." And she gave me demon eyes, and I didn't understand yeah, not, why. Not into it. Yeah. Um, but then I understood later that it was because why did you let go of this guy? Because now he's on my tail and now I have to unload. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I think she was like, thanks a lot. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Um, but she While was... While we're sidebarred... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go, go ahead about... She was on Chelsea's show. Chelsea Lately. She was okay. a very frequent guest on her show. Okay. Um, while we're sidebarred yeah. on ex-girlfriend. Sure. Do you ever shed hair and then it feels like you walked into a spider web? Uh-huh. Like... Yeah. So you were just watching me and I, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to every oh, word you're you say. riveted. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, oh, ah. like, am I covered in spider webs? No, it's my own hair falling out and getting caught in my shirt and my yeah. space. I got to be honest. I grow so much facial hair that I kind of always feel like I'm in a spider web. Like if you <laughs> ran your fingertips down my face, you would definitely be like, whoa, cave spelunking much? Because there's a lot of, and I feel like if I did run my fingers down your face, I would close my eyes and sing, "Hello, is it me you're looking for?" I would do that. I love that, and then I would turn you around and wrap my arms around you, and we could do pottery together. Yes, and we would sing. I clearly a song, but Prince. I don't remember that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to do ghost now? What was that oh, song? My there it is. Love. Thank you. I was reading my parents' part. wedding song, so that song <laughs> cursed. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You know your parents' wedding song? 
Unchained Melody. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I barely, I think I was like one photo of my parents' oh, wedding. I didn't, I never knew about a song. There were yeah. screams maybe, but there was no song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just people running from the building. I yeah. think so. Um, okay. Back to Chelsea Back to Handler. Chelsea. Yes. She starts in her childhood and she says that she really resented being a child because she felt like she was already a little adult yep. and wanted to be adult. And we have major profanity coming. Everybody prepare yourselves. She says at preschool, the teacher's like, okay, kids, everybody lay down on your cot for nap time. And she's like, I'm not fucking tired, you cunt. <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing at the idea. I don't think she actually said that. <laughs> but the idea of a little girl, a little cute Chelsea, her pre-show, she had a uh, slideshow of her childhood pictures. So we saw this angelic, happy, yeah. little blonde girl. And then the idea of her saying that. And she does this little kick, like this Baruch Assault bratty kick when she talks about her childhood. Oh. And she was so funny. Yeah. And I will tell you, I, when I was looking at the pictures, I thought it was interesting because I didn't see an angelic girl. She had nice smiles in some ah. pictures, but I saw a Baruch Assault. I was like, yeah, oh, that kid's maybe. got moxie is what I'm going to say. Moxie. She had these mm -hmm. weird outfits and sometimes she would look at the camera like boring her Chelsea eyes right into the lens. She knew how to mm -hmm. find her light way even then. <clears throat> and yeah, she was she is a star. She's so smart. That was the other thing I really enjoyed is that she read so much and she still is such a proponent of reading. I spent the last several days because this was a few days ago, like kind of listening to her on podcasts and reading about her. Mm. She's really interesting. I did not. I thought she was more of a shock comic. I didn't know how smart she was and mm. like well-educated, well-read thoughtful like she's really amazing in addition to being yes. hilarious but yes uh did you know that about her that she didn't she she made some joke about war and peace or that she read something before kindergarten she wrote read when she was young yeah she yeah. was reading anna karenina and stuff when she was little yes her so parents gave she, her I, she's probably a genius yeah probably yeah like actually intellectually a genius. Yeah. It doesn't stop her from oh. making really off-color jokes. It's so great. It doesn't. She's so honest. She talks about her masturbating when she was nine and 10 <laughs> years old obsessively in front of her family because she thought she was doing it secretly. And well, the way she does it yeah. on stage, and it's not going to read on the podcast, but she puts her hand on her crotch <laughs> and like, like she's electrocuted. She's like... <laughs> and... Oh, my God. She did it so many times and it made me laugh every time. Well, she does this great build where the first time she figures it out is she gets invited to a sleepover and they say, oh, we're going to have a sleepover and we're going to have the feeling with the feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. She doesn't know what that is. And so she goes over to this gal's house and she, you know, she the way she says it is she walks into a ring of girls in sleeping bags just and then she does the rubbing motion on their stomachs. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And then she joins in and she's like, now that she has the feeling, she wants to do it all the time. And then she gets bolder and bolder because she thinks she figures out like if you wear jeans with the nice big seam in the front, that if you rub those really well, that that those those are good. We've all done that. Right. I was laughing. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And she starts to like, you know. 
figure out that she can do it like maybe on the school bus, maybe. And then she starts to do it like in her family room when her family is there watching TV with her, but she puts a blanket over her and she figures they can't tell what's going on. And then she gets even braver and she tells one of the funniest goddamn stories I've ever heard in my life. It's probably going to be on her comedy special. They have to, this will be a comedy special or a live recording or something, right? Thanksgiving is involved. Oh my God. I I don't really want to do all the bits, but I I mean. She did those bits though. Whoa. Oh my God. She was so funny. And that's where she took her time. She, yes, you said, I think you said her pace is really fast or something, but then she'll take her moment (laughs) and wait for the audience to laugh. And then she'll keep looking at us like, you know what's happening. And we will laugh again and again, and she will wait. Yep. It's very powerful in yeah. comic timing to to stop it down and let us ha- roll with laughter and then gear it back up to her frenetic pace. That's what she is. Yeah. A, she's a master. Yeah. I really didn't think I would say that. I thought I would say she had some really funny bits, but I was just very impressed with her. Um technique her comedy technique this is the first time you've seen her live right live yeah yeah i've seen stand-up i, I mean think, specials on Netflix. yeah i think that's that makes so much of a difference i just think the mm-hmm. electricity the energy of the crowd and watching her you know i mean watching her take hold of us like being so masterful have you ever been in like right. a long-running show where you push those limits of how long a laugh can go or if you're going to get a second wave of laughter you know not that I can think of. I, I don't I don't think I was in any long running shows. Yeah, they're more like a week. Terrible? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for rubbing that in. Uh so you're not Chelsea Handler. None of us are. I mean no. oh God, she rocks a jumpsuit. Her style, man. Yep. Woo. But that's what she wore in her last special too, that same exact jumpsuit. Yeah. It, and she yeah, she's adorable. And so you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago that you and I host a podcast and we like to share our opinions and we like to be funny and we don't like to hurt people's feelings. Yes. So it's hard sometimes. Like I didn't want to say the opening act's name because I I thought she was not up to the task and, you know, and then we're saying her name and it feels cruel and I don't, I'm very uncomfortable with the idea of hurting anybody's feelings or calling anybody out right. on our podcast or in life. But I liked her. You know so who's that's... not afraid of that? Oh, yeah. Chelsea Handler. Yeah, she's. <laughs> oh, my God. She names names. Even people we don't know. Martha McSally from Martha's Vineyard when she was oh 10. Oh, my God. Yes. All the way to Bill Cosby and Woody Allen and uh, Andrew Cuomo. And uh, I love it. She is fearless. And she apparently everywhere she goes, everyone in her life says, don't say anything, Chelsea, please, please control your mouth. Please don't say anything. (laughs) And she's like, and I try, but God damn, I admire that she just says it. If she sees an injustice, she sees somebody who needs to be taken down a peg. She is up to the task. You know what I think is so cool about her too is she does that, but she also, I feel like she's open for conversation. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. there's something about her. It feels safe when she's criticizing people because it doesn't feel like she's just being mean or even defensive. Like, she's just speaking what she sees and she is open to, like, if anyone wants to argue with me, please come. And the way that she says things, it's almost, 
God, it's not, she's just kind of telling the truth, right? She's not making up stories about people to just talk shit. She's telling the truth in her own Chelsea way. And there's something that feels super harmless about it, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess if I was Andrew Cuomo. I imagine she's got enemies. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But but they would be in good company because, you know what I mean? She... She makes, but you know, she, she doesn't like, she really just, she seems almost gentle, which I know that seems crazy because she says wild shit, but I, I don't, I don't think, find it gentle. Oh. I disagree. What a shock. I know. Um, her, her Cuomo story is that he starts to try to hook up with her and they're texting and it's getting sexy. And then he ghosts her. Yeah. And she can't believe he ghosted her. And her sister is like, of course he ghosted Oh my God. You. You are going to go on stage and tell the world that you were sexting with him. <laughs> and she did. Oh, absolutely. Before it even got to an in-person relationship. <laughs> that was really funny. Oh, oh she talked about meeting Woody Allen. That's Can we please tell that punchline? That was just one yes. of the goddamn funniest things I've ever heard. She's at dinner with Katie Couric and a few other people. There's like maybe six or seven of them, right? It's a small, like at Joe Allen's mm-hmm. or someplace. She's there having dinner and in walks Woody Allen and Sunyi. And she's like, oh, oh no. Oh no. Like, and Katie Couric is going, please, Chelsea, please don't. don't. Please, Chelsea, please just, watch your tongue. Don't do it. Please don't say anything. Right? And she's like, and yeah. I was such a good girl and I made conversation and we were talking and then all the way through and they get right through dessert. And right after that last bite of dessert, she wipes, takes a little napkin and wipes corners of her mouth. And she's like, so how did you two meet? <laughs> <laughs> it's so pitch perfect. Yeah. I called my mom immediately and told her that story. It was... Yeah. Oh, God, it's so pitch perfect. It really is. She was. Yeah. It, now, we both said there were 10 to 12 minutes she could have cut. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't I shouldn't say the whole evening was perfect. There were a couple of moments of mm, this story's going on and on and I'm not so into it. I am. You and I are not so comfortable with drug talk. And she takes <gasps> a lot of drugs and talks about drugs a lot. Yeah. I could have used less of that. I was not annoyed by the drug talk. I was weirdly annoyed by the dog talk. I was not so into hearing her talk about her dogs. And that was the moment, right at the moment that I was like, this feels like it's slowing down a little bit, is when she was like, ma'am, are you asleep? There was a woman who fell asleep Mm -hmm. in the second row. She gave her shit. Mm -hmm. But I was a little bit like, yeah, I get it. If I'd had a long day of work and I wasn't like with my friend and, you know, I might be a little bit like, "Eh, if I was home on the couch, I would have fell asleep at that bit. I felt like it was long. I, I I wonder, I'm curious to know if she will go to the next town then and then cut the pieces that felt a little, if they fell off or if, by the way, the parts that, you know, because her drug talk doesn't bug me because I guess I don't think of her, but she says she does drugs all the time, all the time, like mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is a work in progress. This is her finished product. Yeah, you're probably right. And it was so polished. Yeah, you're right. She, is, she was so polished. At no pause, no stammering. One of my pet peeves, and we know I have a million, is when comedians are like, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And to me, it's like, what am I supposed to be doing next? I got to fill the time, so I'll repeat. Jer always tells me it's a stylistic choice. A lot of them do it. Yeah. She does not. She doesn't. She is completely memorized. Com- and yet, 
can be extemporaneous when she sees a woman sleeping mm-hmm. or can throw in on the side that's not on script. Mm-hmm. I just was so impressed by her. The one thing I will say, I love, you know, I love a long con, right? Mm-hmm. Like I taught mm-hmm. my nieces yep. Ubby Dubby and then created yep. a character called Tubbard Bubber Glubber in the hopes that one day they would learn Ubby Dubby and learn that I that character I created is actually Turd Burglar in Ubby mm-hmm. Dubby. So, and I started mm-hmm. this when they were like seven. So that is, uh, I like a long setup. I believe the drug talk, the reason I did, it did not bother me at all is because it led to the best and final punchline of her show. Now I don't remember it. When I was so high. Sorry, yeah. what? When she sees Bill Cosby <laughs> in the hotel room. Oh. Right? And yeah. she's like, he's like, yeah. He, I know why he didn't roofie me because he knows it. For me, I can't, I'm going to spoil this because she said it perfectly. But like for her, it would have been like an aspirin. <laughs> she, yes. Because of all the drugs she takes. Yes. Yeah. But that, so it was all kind um, of set up leading to that. And that's why I was like, oh, it right. paid off. It paid off. I'll allow it because it was her. Yeah. And I thought she was magical, but I, I just would have preferred a little less of, how many pills, how many, yeah. how much pot. A lot of her stories, you didn't even need to hear it. When she was with her nephews and yeah. they were on a boat and her sister was annoying her, just say, I was up, I was with my nephews and I said, let's go on a boat and hang out. Yeah. But instead it starts with, I had four gummies and then I was so fucked up. And it's like, I just don't need to know that. That didn't have anything to do with the story, really. That's a good... Ex- Except then she wanders downstairs topless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has a wild aunt kind of thing, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, did but you? She that's told who she a bunch is. of stories she's about. Unapologetic. She told all those stories about her childhood sexual exploration. Did it make you think about? Did it make you flashback? Only happy stories here, but did it make you think about like the time that your neighbor was like, "Let's play doctor," or like, did you ever have th- yeah, kids in yeah, your yeah. neighborhood that did stuff like that? Like, yeah, yeah. Of course, I think we all do. Yeah, it's that is rites of passage, and she seems to be saying, I went through a little fucked up summer with, I was over-sexualized, I was smoking, I was doing some stuff I shouldn't have been doing at 11 and 12, right? right? Yes. But but she seems to be saying, but I'm okay. Yeah. And that was a comfort to me, that no matter what we go through, even if we go off course, or, you know, if our kids do or whatever, it's like, you can still be okay and achieve your dreams and not be fucked up just because you took a detour back then oh yeah no she i i think it was also okay because if she had the story that she told was hilarious about somebody giving her beer and cigarettes and then mm-hmm. it, it, going on an adventure uh if yeah. that had been a grown-up like for a while i was getting upset by that story because i was like oh this is inappropriate but then i was like oh no it was a fellow kid which makes it a little different right of course. right oh yeah, yeah it's not pedophilia or anything yeah no no, no. and <laughs> And when she does this on the stool, <laughs> sorry guys, inside joke. To, it's just just watch just the special the when it comes out. Yeah, it was great. Well, I'm, please watch the special. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you had such. A good and time. I can't separate the great Chelsea Handler concert from the great company and the great meatballs and, and Brussels sprouts. So yes. the whole night was just. Uh, you're not asking, but it was five plus man jobs. It was just. Oh yay! It was. A much needed night of just friendship and laughter and meatballs. 
I love it. I think we should do it more often. I love going to comedy shows. And that's not the kind of thing that Patrick ever wants to do, really. So I'm... Oh, I will if I... Lo- you know, if, I mean, I, I would go, but it, if, again, I, I would like to know who the comedian is and if I like them yeah. or not. You know, I don't... It, it doesn't have to be one of my top favorites or anything. Yeah, I think it's... But, yeah, I get that. I like a Mike Birbiglia, too. She kind of reminds I love me of him. Mike Birbiglia, less theatrical and meaningful, but she's she, she was just so... Polished, I guess that's what it was. The physicality yeah, yeah, yeah. and the storytelling. She, she's much edgier, oh. I think. He's much more yes. every man, you know. In terms of the funny thing about toilet paper. That's true. That's true. Although that is that was one Sarah Silverman joke. So if you see her next special and it's in there, it made the cut. She said, I'm staying at a hotel and you know it's a fancy hotel because they fold the toilet paper into <laughs> square, into a triangle. And then she's like, because it's so fancy to know someone touched your toilet paper with their bare hands and now you're going to put it up your butthole. It, it was just, yep. she did it better. But that's one of those great. It was a fun way to start. That's one of those great jokes where she just puts the idea in the audience's head. Yeah. Right. And then all she says right. is because it's so luxurious and everyone's like, oh, like it was. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. really good. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. I also give it five plus man jobs. Yeah, it was such a treat. Uh, so we're going to do a little business. And then obviously I have a, a game for you. You better I hope you're ready. All right. I am. <laughs> uh, Man Cave is a production of True Story FM. Music by Ian Post and engineering by Pete Wright. And hey, everyone. If you have Apple Podcasts or you live under a rock and you have a friend who has Apple Podcasts, please go give us five stars and a review. We would love a review. And um, we love hearing from you. Like? Yes. Like this review from John B. John B. John B. (laughs) I love to hear how the friendship these two share comes through in their back and forth. It's playful, witty, and downright hilarious. I also think Mandy Kaplan is far better than... You're, no, you're making that uh, up. I, I am. It's the right amount of Mandy. Highly recommend. Thank you, John B., John B., John B. John B., we, John B., John B. Thank you so much. And yes, by the way... We love reviews and they help us grow. They help get more eyes on our podcast. Yeah. So it's not just because we like our ego stroked, although we do. Yeah, I think We like that's a lot fair. of things stroked. Oh, absolutely. But... Yeah. It's, yeah. It helps us grow. So please, please leave us a review. Yeah, guys, the world is full of followers. I think it's all, look at how much plastic we have in our oceans. We're all followers. So, you know, help that out and uh, let five or 10 of your friends follow you if you listen to this podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, we also have some real sexy, down-to-earth, blow-your-mind merch that is uh, at mancave.com slash merch. You should really check it out. We got some amazing stuff. And uh, what else? Oh, become a fandy. That's how we grow. It's how we support ourselves. $5 a month. It's less than an oat milk latte at an airport. I'll tell you that. Well, oh, half the price. Yeah. We we have uh, some pre-show. Every, every time we log in, you and I talk off the record for fandies only. Yep. And there's some interesting revelations coming out of those pre-shows. Mm-hmm. So... Please, please go to mancave.com slash fandy. $5. That's how we keep making this podcast. We are fan supported. Yay. Thank you. And good Thank night. you and good night. All right. That was very successful. And uh, I got some, I got some, uh, I have a Marjorie Taylor Green audition. I'm going to be uploading to that fan cave. I'm very, very excited about that. <laughs> so I can't wait to hear bonus it. content. I said bone. Okay. Let's see here. What I have for you is 
I did a deep dive on Chelsea Handler and then also some other female comedians and stuff. So um, I found a quiz that I thought might be interesting. And I want to see how well you know. I consider you a queen of comedy. I mean, would you say that's fair? Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, turns out you're not going to believe this. There were queens of comedy before us. I don't believe well, that. That's, you know, uh, do your best. Phyllis Diller. <laughs> oh my All God, right. that's the answer to the first question. No, yeah. uh, but it could be because these are historically queens of comedy and I'm going to see who you know and what you know about them. Are you ready? I'm going to take the quiz with you too. Okay, you ready? Bring it. All right. Yeah. Which funny lady from the 1930s and 40s, so like when I was born, Became yeah. well-known for risque double entendres, such as, when I'm good, I'm very good, but when I'm bad, I'm better. There you go, Mae West. I didn't even have to give you the... Let me give you the second one. Yeah. Between two evils, I always picked the one I never tried before. I actually hadn't heard that one. That was good. Oh. So there you go, Mae West. Very nice. All right. One of the first women of color to reach stardom on the stand-up circuit. This comedian took on the stage persona of a brash, toothless old bag lady in a floppy hat. Although she headlined... Yeah, Ma... Yeah. Ma Bell? Nope. So hang on. Nope. She headlined at the Apollo Theater in Carnegie Hall. She didn't hit it big with white audiences until near the end of her life. Can you believe it? With appearances on shows such as The Smothers Brothers and The Tonight Show, here are your choices. Sister Sledge, Grandma Moses, Moms Mabley, Auntie Mabley. Moms... Mom's Mabley, sorry. Mom's Mabley. Okay. Which Lily Tomlin character from the television show Rowan and Martin's Laughing made us laugh with these lines? And that's one ringy dingy. And we don't care. We don't have to. We're the phone company. Is it? Do you need? I don't I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember the name. Well, this is too, they made it too easy, but here we go. I'm having a hot flash, by the way. I just want everyone to know. Oh, what's I thought happening. you were just getting really excited or waving at me. Oh, Hi over yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the socket, too. She loves this quiz, you guys. She loves it. The so- I, Oh, God, oh, Lily Tomlin. Oh, the socket, too, so girl. Edith Ann, Ernestine the Operator, or Roseanne, Rosanna Dana. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, for the record, Edith Ann was, and that's the truth. That's right. And she would sit in the chair. In the giant rock so chair. So it's Ernestine. Yeah. Correct. One of the few women to win a Best Actress Oscar for a comedic role. Diane Keaton uttered the memorable phrase, la-di-da, in which 1977 film? Annie Hall. Bingo. Nice. Oh, so not bananas? Oh, I answered bananas. Okay. Um, though not known for her comedic chops, Estelle Reiner mother of director Rob Reiner, had one of the most memorable lines in film history. Jesus, this is like a bunch of softballs, isn't it? I'll have what she's having. That's right. Witnessing Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan have a fake orgasm and when Harry met Sally, I'll have what she's having. Okay. Which stand-up comedian starts her act by proclaiming, I'm a domestic goddess? Is it Jane? Roseanne. Oh my God, you knew that. Okay. Uh, which actress <laughs> warbled her way to an outstanding supporting actress, Emmy? Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I didn't. I thought this was going to be a great quiz. This is way too easy, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. It's making me feel good. She sang Smelly Cat at Central Perk. Helen Hunt. Um, Obviously, yeah. Helen Hunt. Uh, yes. That is Lisa Kudrow. Twas. In her 1990 Academy Award winning... Holy shit. Okay. Are we psychic or what? Award winning role for the movie Ghost. 
Whoopi Goldberg made us laugh with lines like, I know you don't think I'm giving this money to a bunch of nuns. And why don't you haunt a house or rattle some chains or something? Can you spot her character's name? Odame Brown, Dolores Van Cartier, (laughs) Sister Mary Clarence, or Margot Channing. All excellent choices for pen names. It's Odame Brown and, but I think Dolores was her name in Sister Act. Ho, ho, look who got... I should give you bonus points for that. Bonus. I get a bonus. All right, you ready? Famous for her deadpan observations and whimsical musings. Ellen DeGeneres was the first female comedian asked by Johnny Carson to sit on the couch after her routine on The Tonight Show in 1986. True or false? Was she the first? True? Uh, Oh, I don't know. Okay, here we go. Last, Last question. According to Forbes magazine, this funny lady clocked in as the fourth highest paid comedian of 2012 with earnings of 19 million. Ha! Who is she? Kathy Griffin, Wanda Sykes, Margaret Cho, or Chelsea Handler? Ah, uh, I really don't know. I'll say Wanda Sykes, 2012. It is Chelsea Handler. Oh, Can you believe it? Good for I also her. looked up some fun facts about her. She opens college funds for all of her friends' kids. So we got to get in there. I, I, no, I'm not dropping a hint or anything, but I'm just saying, now this is really weird. It's no, not- we got to gotta get become friends with her. That's really cool because she doesn't want kids. And she's, you know, she makes a lot of jokes about not being good with kids, but it's nice to know yeah. that she really does like to support their dreams. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, I know. Isn't like that cool? I needed more reason to love her. I know, right? Uh, you did great. 10 out of 10, lady. 10 out of 10. I'm very impressed. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well done. Very, very good well done. Good for me. <laughs> well, my, okay. So what I'm assigning you is a 12 out of 10 and you're going to love me. Oh, I'm... And so are the... And so is Fandy Nation. Okay. And... I have to give credit where credit is due. Okay. To my my light, my love, my spiritual guide, Megan. Yes. Friend she of always the show, gives such good friend of mine. Yeah, and she's got the honorary Mandy too. She did host. She co-hosted yes. when I was shooting my film. Yes. Yep. Yes. Megan Parlin. Uh she suggested desperately seeking soulmate on Amazon Prime, which is the documentary series about twin flames. <gasps> Oh, I'm so excited. Three episodes. We're going to watch all three. Yes, right we, are. we are. God damn it. Right? Oh, well, I'm in Chicago. What am I so, going to do in Chicago? There's nothing to do or see here. They get Amazon <laughs> in Chicago. You know what I am going to see? Yeah. Rachel Maddow. I've heard she's real smart. I'm going to see her live and in person on oh, good. Thursday. We're well, doing that's... smart stuff here. Yeah. And eating lots of that's cheese. fun. <laughs> okay, anyway. Oh, please do. <laughs> That's Wisconsin, but okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, so we're going to watch Desperately Seeking Soulmate. Great! Everybody play along at home. Keep up with The Golden Bachelor. Reach out, and we're gonna. I'm going to keep tor- tormenting Mandy with updates. Psyched. Or thrilling Mandy with updates. I love it. You can do no wrong. All right. Thanks for the assignment. I'll see you next week. Love you. Love you, too. Woo! 